If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, a chilling prediction. The U.S. could soon see 100,000 new COVID infections a day. The stark warning from the nation's top coronavirus doctor. We are not in total control right now. Cases now on track to more than double. Hospitalizations up in 12 states. ERs pushed to the limit. Plus, post-ICU syndrome. The long-term damage patients are now facing. Turning travelers away. The European Union stops most Americans from entering 27 countries, saying infection rates are too high. What it could mean for U.S. tourists and those doing business overseas. Plus, more restrictions here at home. New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut expand their quarantines. Travelers from 16 states now told isolate or else. Granted bond, the Atlanta police officer charged with shooting Rayshard Brooks in a Wendy's parking lot allowed to leave jail tonight. The tearful testimony from the victim's wife and what the judge just told Officer Garrett Rolfe he cannot do. Presidential briefing, was President Trump given written reports about a Russian plot to kill Americans overseas? The new details just coming in, as angry Democrats say they are being left in the dark about key intelligence. Surrendering to the virus. Joe Biden accuses President Trump of failing to fight a war on coronavirus. The presumptive Democratic nominee comes out swinging, laying out his plan to stop the pandemic, plus who he says he'll ask to remain in office if he wins. And remembering Carl Reiner saying goodbye to a comedy legend. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Nora is off tonight. I'm Major Garrett. The U.S. could soon see 100,000 new coronavirus infections every single day, more than double the current number of cases. That stark warning tonight from the nation's top infectious disease expert comes as the virus is exploding across the South and West. Dr. Anthony Fauci told Congress today the dramatic increase in some parts of the U.S. is now putting the entire country at risk. Tonight, 37 states are now reporting more infections compared to just two weeks ago. Hospitals in Texas and Arizona are now being stretched to their breaking points. Los Angeles County says it could begin running out of beds by the middle of next month. At least 14 states are pulling back on reopening closing top tourist destinations, including beaches and bars, just days before the July 4th holiday. Tonight, New Jersey, Connecticut and New York, once the pandemic's epicenter, are ordering travelers from 16 states to quarantine if they want to visit. And the European Union tonight is banning most Americans from entering 27 member countries. As we come on the air, 
Coronavirus has killed more than 127,000 in this country. There are more than 2.6 million confirmed cases nationwide. As you can tell, there is a lot of news to get to tonight, and our team of correspondents is covering all of it. CBS's Carter Evans is going to lead off our coverage tonight from Los Angeles. Carter? Major, the July 4th weekend is a big test. Can Californians reduce their risky behavior? Well, here in L.A., they're canceling fireworks shows. They're closing the beaches. The sheriff even says they're going to ticket cars parked this weekend along Pacific Coast Highway. And now the governor is hinting at a new stay-at-home order. All this, why much of the nation is cracking down again. As coronavirus cases skyrocket, another record this week. More than 40,000 new cases a day. And now, a dire warning of what's to come. I would not be surprised if we go up to 100,000 a day if this does not turn around. And so I am very concerned. The country's top infectious disease expert testified before Congress today. Clearly, we are not in total control right now. Some of the most alarming increases up almost 227% in Florida, 83% in Arizona, and in California, new cases up 74% in just the past two weeks. And now, recovering states, New York, Connecticut, and New Jersey, are ordering mandatory 14-day quarantines for travelers from most of the South and West. There are no mulligans when it comes to COVID-19. Use your common sense. Massachusetts is taking it a step further, quarantining everyone arriving from states outside the Northeast. With the new spike in cases, many are younger Americans, like 30-year-old Jimmy Flores. I didn't take it seriously. I essentially thought that I was invincible. We are starting to see younger and middle-aged people from 21 to 49 seems to be the peak ages that we are seeing now. Sheila Grohl's 15-year-old daughter got sick after trips to the mall and then infected her. I'm like so short of breath. I'm scared to go to the hospital, to be honest with you. What are you scared of? Being put on a vent. She lives in Arizona, one of the first states to reopen. This chart shows the dramatic jump in cases since then. Did you screw up? We're fixing it. Now the governor is delaying reopening schools. And at least four Major League Baseball players are already saying they won't play this season over COVID concerns. There was a lot of wishful thinking around the country that, hey, summer, everything's going to be fine. We're over this. And we are not even beginning to be over this. And in the city of L.A., health officials now believe one in every 140 residents is infected and doesn't know it. Carter Evans, CBS News, Los Angeles. This is Janet Chamblian in Houston, where hospitals are buckling under a flood of new coronavirus cases. It could be at around 4,000 new cases of COVID-19 in Houston uh, per day, which would, uh, at that point, you know, later in July, if, if we get there, that would outstrip our uh, any healthcare infrastructure. Testing centers overwhelmed. This one in Houston turning people away this afternoon. The southern surge is also hitting Arizona hard. Doctors say so is exhaustion and stress. You know, some of our colleagues have gotten sick as well, so that does take an emotional toll on all of us. Tonight in California, more than 6,100 are hospitalized with COVID, a record high for the sixth consecutive day. Los Angeles health officials predict they'll reach capacity soon. The number of hospital beds could become inadequate in the next few weeks.
And tonight there's word that Chinese researchers have discovered a new swine flu called the G4 virus that has the potential to turn into a pandemic. It's not considered an immediate threat. Major. Well, Lisa, that's some good news. Janet Chamley in Houston, thank you. Today, a judge in Atlanta set bond at half a million dollars for a former police officer accused of murdering Rayshard Brooks. Brooks's widow pleaded tearfully for Garrett Rolfe to be held in jail. CBS's Mark Strassman reports tonight from Atlanta. Garrett Rolfe appeared in court on Zoom, but soon he'll appear in public. I am therefore going to grant a bond. Less than three weeks after he shot and killed Rayshard Brooks. Video shows Brooks seemed friendly the night he died. Until Rolf and another officer arrested him for DUI. Rolf chased Brooks, who fired a taser at the officer. Rolf shot him in the back with his 9mm Glock. Atlanta erupted. The Wendy's was torched. Atlanta's police chief resigned. Tamika Miller is the victim's widow. Also in court by Zoom today, she pleaded for Rolf to stay behind bars. And I say no to it. If he was released, I could only imagine where my mental state would be. Rolf faces 11 charges, including felony murder. He could face life in prison without parole. His lawyers today argue successfully he was no flight risk. If he's not entitled to a bond, I don't know who is. Outside the jail, Blue Lives Matter supporters waited for Rolf's release. But outside the courthouse, protesters were furious he'll go free. Rolf will have to wear an ankle monitor and can't have any contact with Atlanta police officers. The next milestone in his legal case will be for a grand jury to consider whether to indict him. And that won't happen until early next year. Major? Mark Strassman, thank you. The White House says President Trump has now been briefed on intelligence suggesting a Russian plot to pay terrorists in Afghanistan to kill U.S. troops. Today, Democrats, including Joe Biden, pounced, saying the president failed to act. CBS's Weijia Jiang reports tonight from the White House. Sources tell CBS News no one verbally told President Trump that Russia may have paid the Taliban to kill U.S. soldiers. But the information was included in the president's daily brief, a classified document that takes about an hour to read. I will never sit here and confirm or deny what is in a top secret document. White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany disputed reports that the president doesn't read it. The president does read. This president, I'll tell you, is the most informed person on planet Earth. Democrats briefed by the White House this morning left disappointed. The right people to give the briefing really were not in the room. Uh, We need to hear from the heads of the intelligence agencies. Why doesn't the president question Putin? I mean, for God's sake. These are our soldiers. Some families who lost loved ones in Afghanistan are calling for answers from the administration. And Vote Vets, a group of veterans, launched this attack ad against Mr. Trump. If you're going to act like a traitor, you don't get to thank us for our service. Presumptive Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden said there is no acceptable explanation for President Trump being unaware of the reports. The idea that somehow he didn't know or isn't being briefed, it is a dereliction of duty if that's the case. And if he was briefed and nothing was done about this, that's a dereliction of duty. Biden also slammed the president for his handling of coronavirus. Your promises and predictions and wishful thinking pulled out of thin air 
are not only doing the country no good, but making them lose even more faith in their government. Biden said he is aiming to announce his pick for vice president in early August, and it will be a woman. He also said if elected, there is one person he will ask to stay on board to tackle the pandemic. Infectious disease expert Dr. Anthony Fauci. Major. Weijia Jiang at the White House. Thank you. If you are planning to visit the European, European Union anytime soon, well, you might want to think again. Today, the EU said it will open to residents of 15 countries. The U.S., is not on the list. One big reason? Since a peak in April, COVID cases in the EU are trending lower, while the U.S. is seeing a steep rise. CBS's Holly Williams is in Greece tonight. Tonight, the European Union is welcoming back tourists, but not from the United States because they're simply too risky. There's an exception for essential travellers, but others coming from the U.S., like New Yorker Zuri Ferguson, are barred. She wants to reunite with her partner, Sasha, in Germany, who has a heart condition and can't travel. It's just heartbreaking every day to just see the numbers in America and then see that the whole world is just going to bar us off. Like, they're not going to allow us to travel anywhere. Here in Greece, the health minister told us safety has to come first. We're hoping that the situation is going to be better in a few days or weeks, so this, uh, this can change. It's not personal. No, come on. On the contrary. Tourism is the lifeblood of the economy here in Greece, a country that's gone through a decade of financial hardship. And in a normal summer, American visitors bring in much-needed cash. But Greece has had remarkable success in fighting the new coronavirus, with a tough lockdown and fewer than 200 deaths. And the Greek government, along with other European nations, doesn't want to jeopardise that. Dr. Eleni Kakalou, who's treating COVID patients in Greece, told us she's saddened by what she's seen in the U.S. What is the job of the state? The job of the state is to keep its citizens alive no matter what. Holly Williams, CBS News in Greece. As of tonight, more than 705,000 people in this country have recovered from coronavirus. But some are now struggling with serious and traumatic after effects of their treatment. Here's CBS's Jim Axelrod on their long and difficult road to recovery. They've been triumphant scenes of resilience we've needed. We still have to fight every day to get better. But COVID survivor Kim Victory, who's got a scar from her battle with the virus, says her physical and cognitive functioning is impaired after 13 days on a ventilator. I afraid that I couldn't pick up the information or remember it like I did before. We know that this is a bomb in the making for these survivors. Dr. Wes Ely at Vanderbilt University says the effects from high-powered sedatives, disrupted blood and oxygen flow, and extreme isolation during treatment often don't show up until after discharge. An alarming 50% of patients in an ICU at least a week suffer from post-intensive care syndrome, or PICS. The vast majority of those patients are not normal when they leave the hospital. They are going to have some element of an ongoing brain injury and perhaps depression, PTSD, and muscle and nerve disease. There are cause and effects. Support groups are essential for PICS patients like Richard Langford. It's like living in a virtual prison. 
A knee operation 11 years ago left him in a coma on a respirator with the same picks recovering COVID patients could face. I can't come up with the right words. I can't come up with the right thoughts. It's terrible. Dr. Ely says identifying problems early is the key to getting PICS patients the help they need. We have to prepare for the truth that a lot of these people won't get all the way back to where they were before. Jim Axelrod, CBS News. Three police officers in Aurora, Colorado, are on paid leave tonight as authorities investigate photos they allegedly took near the scene of a deadly encounter with a black man. Here's CBS's Adriana Diaz. Calls for criminal charges in the death of Elijah McClain turned violent this weekend. Then, late last night, police announced an additional investigation into unreleased photos taken near the site where Elijah McClain died. Sources tell our Denver station they show officers reenacting the hold that preceded McClain's death. Forensic psychology professor April Alexander is with Black Lives Matter in Denver. When we see photos like this, that trust is still broken for us. Are we actually going to feel safe? Stop. I have a right to stop you because you're being suspicious. Tensions have been high since McLean's fatal altercation with police last August. Relax or I'm going to have to change this situation. I have no good. I don't do that stuff. I don't do any fighting. He was put in a chokehold and uttered these fateful words. I'm good. An officer said McLean had tried to grab one of their guns. The death of the massage therapist, who played violin, is still under investigation. Adriana Diaz, CBS News. Carl Reiner was a genius of comedy, a TV pioneer never afraid to give the best lines and the biggest laughs to others. His friend Mel Brooks says there was no better straight man in the world. Carl Reiner died Monday night. CBS's Chick Reed has a look back. Carl Reiner first found America's funny bone in 1950 on Sid Caesar's Your Show of Shows. Do you realize what talking movies will mean for you? At last! Over the next seven decades, he had one laugh-out-loud success after another. The Dick Van Dyke Show. He created the hugely popular Dick Van Dyke Show. I like you so much better without your... um... And played the straight man opposite lifelong friend Mel Brooks in The 2,000-Year-Old Man. Did you practice polygamy in those days? I never practiced it. I was perfect at it. And action. Reiner spent much of his career behind the camera, and in his later years, he appeared in dozens of TV shows and movies, from Two and a Half Men to Ocean's Eleven. I saw you before you even got up this morning. On CBS Sunday Morning, Reiner showed he could find humor in anything, even his age. First thing in the morning, before I have coffee, I read the old bits. Seriously? Yes, if I'm not in it, I'll have breakfast. Today, Reiner's son, actor-director Rob Reiner, tweeted, As I write this, my heart is hurting. He was my guiding light. Just three days ago, Carl Reiner wrote, I have lived the best life possible by having met and marrying the gifted Estelle Stella LeBost. His beloved wife of 65 years died in 2008. In the sometimes cruel field of comedy, he was a kind and loving man to the very end. Carl Reiner was 98 years old. Chip Reed, CBS News. 
kind and very, very funny. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, a 12-year-old's powerful performance that continues a proud tradition of giving voice to a movement. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Major Garrett. Thanks for watching. Good night. If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's true, then you're in luck. Because, once again, Mr. Ballin Podcast, Strange, Dark, and Mysterious Stories is available everywhere you get your podcasts. Each week on the Mr. Ballin Podcast, you'll hear new stories about inexplicable encounters, shocking disappearances, true crime cases, and everything in between. Like our recent episode titled White Dust. After a middle-aged couple fail to answer their daughter's messages and calls, the daughter drives the few hours to her parents' house to check on them, But after arriving and seeing both her parents' cars in the driveway, the daughter gets an uneasy feeling and just can't stomach going inside. To hear the rest of that story and hear hundreds more stories like it, follow Mr. Ballin Podcast on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Prime members can listen early and ad-free on Amazon Music.